Hi, I'm Evelyn. And I'm Danielle. Welcome to Sip and Read Podcast, a podcast where two long-distance friends sip some booze, critique some books, and get into some shenanigans along the way. On this season, our very first season, we are reading The Deep by Amakatsu, a historical fiction novel set during the time of the Titanic with a supernatural twist. So grab a drink, grab your book, and let's do it. Was I, there was a time when I was just going to work and not school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was a time when I was just going to school and not work. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. I got both <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I know, and I feel like with my past jobs, like I just clock in, clock out, right? Uh-huh. But I feel like with this, I actually put in work. Even here. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Yay. What a special occasion. Ooh, it's like tangy and lavendery. Oh yeah, she, you don't like lavender. <laughs> it's okay. Isn't it good though? Yeah. I fell in love with this one day. Yeah, I love how aesthetic. It wasn't it feels very whimsical. Pleasing. I wouldn't have. Wouldn't have liked it. Actually, no, I like it. It's kind of a. It seems like a little dangerous. Yeah, these are. Well, there's. <laughs> <laughs> drinking it like it's water over there. <laughs> Slow it down. It feels like it. So how do we introduce this again? <laughs> what, are her, what do we say? I don't know. I feel like we haven't done this in a while. I know. <laughs> it was last week. Okay, you can say hi first. <laughs> hi, I'm Danielle. Hi, I'm Evelyn. As you can see, it's not just one or the other today. We're together. We're together. It's a rare occasion. I know. We're we're in Evie's humble abode. My literal humble abode. <laughs> like a little sauna shack in here right now bear with us if we start to look a little sweaty <laughs> honest um we have today we're drinking the same thing oh uh, we're drinking for any of you out there any of you california residents out there hemley butterfly matcha lemonade hard cider tea before we begin before we dive into our our chapters today which are really good how did you did you like it it was a lot a lot of good it's getting better each section we go I know they're revealing more information. Mm -hmm. Um, Before we do that, we'd like to give a special shout out. Yeah, (laughs) we're going to give a special shout out to Sam. Thank you, Sam, for being our most loyal follower and listener. Thank you. Yeah. And thank you to everyone who has <laughs> followed yeah, us on Instagram. we appreciate everybody. But Sam, we have, our heart goes out to you. Yes, thank you. You are, you're one of our first fans. Uh-huh. And we will not forget it. So this episode you. is dedicated to you. Yes. <laughs> and with that, we move on. <laughs> <laughs> with that, let's get into it. Okay. So where we, what did, where did we leave off? Yeah, I had to read Jogwin <laughs> Memory because in chapter 10, oh, it's from Mark's perspective. Oh, and yeah. Caroline comes home from the seance. Oh, yeah. Oh, because in chapter nine, that was a big thing. Teddy, um, this little servant boy to the Astros, died. Um, everyone's pretty spooked. Well, like, Caroline for sure is pretty spooked. So chapter 10, um, this is Mark's point of view. And oh, this is weird. This is making me not like Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mark know. is just like a frustrated, he needs therapy. Dude, he needs therapy. Um, we find out he's a gambler, so that's great. So good, another red flag of this guy. <laughs> um, so Caroline comes home from the seance. She's, ob- she's like visibly spooked. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Mark asks Caroline where she's been. Um, he claims he's been worried, but you know who knows. I don't think he has. I think he's just <laughs> trying to make her feel guilty. You know how men be. Um, and that's when <laughs> that's when Caroline tells tells Mark about poor Teddy. Oh yeah, and Mark and Mark was like, he like nodded his head. Okay, <laughs> he's like, uh, say your kid. <laughs> I know it's like he's sorry without, and he's like not really sorry. And then you know what he decides is the best cure for having <laughs> sex. Oh yeah, they fuck. <laughs> They have, um, they do it. And then this, uh, this chapter is just really weird. It's like another one of those chapters where it's like, what, why, why? I feel like I didn't need to read about them doing it. Mm-mm. And then their baby choking. Yeah, that was the only part that seemed relevant to the story was the baby choking. The baby choking. choking. This is so gross because par- basically Caroline is like, we were so loud. I'm surprised the baby's not crying and like the baby hasn't woken up from us doing it. Mm-hmm. It's like, ew. Um, so they go, Mark goes to check on the baby. She's choking on her blanket. 
um and then he saves her which is crazy because like if they had it if he hadn't gone to check on mm-hmm. her that's so scary. she would have died so and freaky. and then do you think like first of all you don't that's why you don't put babies in the in beds with blankets yeah. or like toys they didn't know that back then <laughs> well, they knew now <laughs> they probably god knows what they gave babies and they then, probably gave baby coke <laughs> <laughs> coke and cocaine <laughs> and then um and then so i was wondering do you think that it was really the baby like an accident or oh something uh-huh. more sinister it makes me wonder yeah if it was something more sinister um and then on page 89 we get we get another kind of like um, water metaphor, like a lot of water symbolism, oh, especially yeah. in the next couple of chapters. We're going to get a lot of that because he starts dreaming about he starts dreaming about the ocean and Lillian. Yes, he uh-huh. starts dreaming about he's like either hearing Lillian or seeing Lillian while being surrounded by water simultaneously. Yes, yeah, so it's almost like he's drowning and like meeting her. Yeah. Interesting. And why does Lillian keep coming up? I don't know. We still haven't learned. All I've learned is that she's a seamstress and then she, she was like a sister to Caroline. Maybe she was his former spouse. It hasn't, they haven't clarified. And I feel like she's doing that for a reason. I made a note. I was like, maybe, maybe Alma keeps bringing up um, Lillian because that's going to be the tie that draws the sire to uh, Mark through Lillian. Because there's a messiah oh. attached through like the siren, yeah. through like dead like loved ones. Oh yeah, like that's what we ones. saw with Teddy. Like he felt he hurt his mom and yeah. stuff like that. That's what yeah, uh, yeah. William was saying during the seance. Yep. So chapter eleven, yeah, we are back short. in yes, yeah, short. Um, we're back in 1916, back in present times. We are on the Britannic. A lot more sea symbolism again. Um. Oh, one thing is that she right in the first page of chapter. 11 it seems to me that annie's pretty burnt out to it says on in the book that like it's almost like the two trips are like molding into one just long mm-hmm. she describes it as one long nightmare yeah which is why like- did she go on this boat again <laughs> why she just like- stayed at the cuckoo house this all, all could have been avoided it's all could have been Girl, avoided. Learn your lesson the first time around. yeah <laughs> Um, a little quote from page 94 on the ship she is in a waking hallucination that she never left the Titanic and that she has always been at sea that the sea is her home that's so scary I know so much like water symbolism I really I really like that she has this kind of like she's thinking back on what she thinks are memories but it's really like a kind of it says here, sometimes she can't distinguish between her actual childhood, ancient fairy tales told by grandmother Aisling, mm-hmm. and spontaneous fantasy. So she's like straight up, this girl's hallucinating, man. She is, but she's not the only one because if you, as we keep going further, there are more characters in the story who also experience like mm-hmm. memories or mm-hmm. like flashbacks or whatnot. Yeah, we get that a lot. So she's, you know, doing her thing, tending to paint. There's like an older man that like has a panic attack. So she's like there to keep an eye on him until he falls falls back asleep mm-hmm. he's basically telling her like i'm afraid of on i'm afraid of boats and i'm afraid of the ocean and this bitch says don't worry you're perfectly safe this is the britannic i wrote that shit to the titanic i was like girl how is that comforting but he's literally like and that's supposed to make me feel better we know how that turned out <laughs> why would you say that? fantasy because it says they become um a girl who is part seal <laughs> do we make no sense right now we're all over the place <laughs> this is what i get for i'm drinking <laughs> stomach. all i had was soup today all i had was soup they're like what the fuck are they talking about <laughs> i'm gonna know. drink a little bit more to solve i think it. we should read our notes Can't really fast <laughs> okay <laughs> am i even recording yeah <laughs> We do also see a little bit of Titanic slander, as I like to call it, because she's um, talking about like how they kind of blame the iceberg more than the inadequacies of the ships. It's too few lifeboats, which is true. That actually is what happened. And then it's disre- disregard for safety precautions and the jammed wire signals. They were it's set like again, doomed them. to fail. <laughs> um, and then we learned about the Dev- Dev- I think it's called Devizi. I think I looked up. Oh, so I tried looking it up. What is a Davisi? Um, yes. Oh no, Davisa 
it's an Irish tale, which is what they kind of are talking about. I tried looking it up, but I couldn't really find anything other than it's an Irish girl name. So the guy's interpretation of it is that the divisa looks out for all of the sailors and men at sea. What about the women? No women, I guess. <laughs> they don't care about that. Um, but then she says, oh, he doesn't seem to have heard of the one thing that everyone in Ballantoy, which is her hometown, is taught to respect and fear practically from birth. So basically there's like a sinister side to it, but she doesn't elaborate on that. Mm -hmm. Um, She goes down to the dining hall. She meets up with Violet and Charlie. Mm -hmm. um, And they're talking about how some, Mm -hmm. some freaking orderly got locked in the, in the the cover under mysterious circumstances. So like the door was locked behind them and yeah. And then, so then they start talking about, you know, the ship is haunted. Um, just yeah oh just yesterday one of the firemen swore he saw a man in a tuxedo walking down the hall alleyway towards him and obviously this is a hospital ship so why would there be a man in the tux so like they're seeing go people are claiming to have seen ghosts yeah but this isn't no this isn't the actual ship right no it's so not no, it's a whole separate it's ship. A, yeah because obviously the titanic went down but the same scene so that's true yeah so yeah oh and that's gonna come up later remind me to mm-hmm. i'll try to remind myself um oh and then it, violet makes a very insensitive joke she's like uh some of the patients are no longer in possession of their faculties it's no surprise they're hearing and seeing things so long as it's only the patients and not the rest of us there's nothing to fear clearly intending it to be a joke but she must have realized the hidden insult um like how annie lived in this island. <laughs> and violet's like oh, i mean that's why <laughs> should not have said that oh yeah i remember that part it's like <laughs> she just kept on talking she said talk myself out talk myself out of this yeah she's like let's try and put up my tracks here <laughs> then we found out um annie has caroline's brooch do the fucking klepto <laughs> yeah um um shoot what is oh. she what why does she have the brooch you think you know how she know. has the brooch because we read yeah. ahead. <laughs> I don't know. You just have to keep listening, kind of, huh? Kind of mysterious. Yeah. <laughs> um, then she kind of has like a weird moment. It's another one of those weird, dare I say, horny moments. Like what, what, what was it? Caroline with Guggenheim a couple chapters back where like he touched her hand. And she's Ew. like, ooh, she's in the tempers. <laughs> it's happening again. Um, she like makes eye contact with Charlie and this girl's going to like burst into flame. Seriously, she's... She smiles back and the heat moves down from her face to her chest and her abdomen. Just, he just looked at you. But girl, then, girls deprived. <laughs> yeah, all these girls, you guys need something. I don't know what it is. Um, but then she's also unsettled by him. Okay, we got no elaboration on that either. She's just, something <laughs> about him is unsettling, although also arousing to her. She's both unsettled and aroused. She's very confused. She's very I feel like she needs to have like an awakening. I think she should have stayed at the damn asylum. <laughs> that's what I think. <laughs> um, they dock in Naples, Italy to pick up more soldiers. Right, right. Ooh, this where it gets good. Again, remember how I think it was like one of the first couple of chapters. She feels like she sees Mark in every face she passes. Mm-hmm. She sees she does that again. Um, and she's you know helping get new people on the ship and stuff. But guess what? She does see Mark. It's actually Mark. Danielle, you read, read parts of this. I don't know what parts you want to read. All right. All right. It's him. Mark has come to her. Mark Fletcher has come back to her. This. This was the purpose of everything. Why she knew she had to answer Violet's letter. Had to be here. On this ship. For this strange voyage with the dying. Somehow she willed, she willed it. <laughs> She willed it to yeah, be. Yeah, she manifested She willed. She willed Mark's wound for being to be in the hospital. Uh, yeah, his near yeah, death experience. God so forbid. Sweet, Somehow there was a silent call between them, even after all this time, after everything, and now here he was, half dead, but not dead. <laughs> and this time, he belongs to no one else. He is alone. He is mine. <laughs> dude this girl is crazy and that's why i think she's possessed yeah i don't know man i just don't know what is gonna go on with this book and what's really confusing is when you 
like as we've been reading there's been no interactions between Mark nothing. and Annie at least except nothing. for that time she gives him milk for the baby yeah and this is nothing reciprocal like and Mark is like whatever he's a nice girl yeah and he's I, like I'm in love <laughs> I'm just afraid like how are we gonna get from there to that I'm embarrassed girl I'm embarrassed but we've all been there come on Danielle don't act, don't act brand new <laughs> we've all been obsessed with the guy <laughs> I have never called a man mine <laughs> yeah that's true right. I've never and kill me if I ever do <laughs> so chapter 12 it's in we're back in 1912 and it's at Annie's or in Annie's perspective mm-hmm. um so this is um occurring after Teddy's death it's the following day and um it takes place at Teddy's funeral <laughs> <laughs> they're uh they're saying their last goodbyes before, oh yeah before they throw teddy off <laughs> the so wrong they throw him off that they throw is him so off the ship wrong. also the asters aren't there it's just servants that yeah. is so fucked up <laughs> and because teddy has no like relatives he has nobody wanting him so they're yeah. like bye bitch yeah they're like <laughs> and yeah, um any any goes i think probably because she's nosy <laughs> i think she's just nosy too and um, as Annie is there, she also um, realizes that she's standing next to uh, William. Yeah, and yeah, the, guy, he's man. a creep. He's interesting. I think he's he adds good like fuel to the story, but he's really just a creep. He really creeps me out. I'm not gonna lie. And as he's there, he begins talking about um, the seance from the night from the night before. Mm-hmm. And he begins talking about like the sea and how there's like a siren or like a mermaid in the sea which was what they felt the spirit they felt during the seance which causes a uh a flashback for annie to her past Mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah yeah. her her past when growing up in um in ireland whatever her town was called um she remembers she has like a grandmother who told her about the tales of the ocean and um like a spirit I think it was like what was the name of it the divisa yeah who um will will like to prey on young girls and, and lure um, them to sea and lure them to the sea and one day Annie was playing by herself by the rocks by the ocean I think mm-hmm. and all of a sudden she like either she like feels something or she heals she hears something that like calls her towards the sea mm-hmm. and um it freaks her out and she runs to her father who's uh like a in the parish or like a, he's like a ministry yeah and he also has apparently bad anger issues yeah because and he, i want to talk about this a little bit too. yeah he like shames annie for believing what she did and blames the grandma for telling her these silly little ghost stories mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um the only person that really sticks up for annie is her aunt yeah and and then that was mm-hmm. the last time they've ever seen the, the aunt the aunt or grandmother ever again because the father forbid it and before we move on to the rest of the chapter, I want to talk about that because let's go back to chapter, not even chapter one, the letter before chapter one, old daddy O's desperate to have Annie oh, back. Yeah. It seems like they didn't have a good relationship. That's what it seems to me. It seems like, cause it says here, like she learns those tales from her grandmother, uh-huh. I think on her mother's side. Yeah. So it seems like they are born into like the mythical and like the folklore, which there's a lot in Europe, especially like Ireland and stuff. Yeah, they apparently have a lot it was, of it was very like, like, like the mystic arts supernatural is a very trendy thing to have be a part of in this time um and like the dad's super against that because he seems like a hardcore catholic guy Uh uh-huh um so yeah yeah but then he writes the letter in the beginning like like, desperate to have his daughter back like i don't think your daughter wanted you sir that's why that's why she ran away from home yeah um oh yeah and so so she has that flashback and we're back at present time or uh, back in 1912. Yeah, 19. Yeah, she gets pulled back in the flashback. Yeah, back in 1912 at um back at Teddy's funeral. With um Steed. Stead? Mm-hmm. Yeah. William Stead. And then after that, the last thing that that takes place in the chapter is a worker comes up to Annie and mentions that he found a brooch. Oh, with Teddy. Oh, it's with Teddy. So he says a young boy must have like pickpocketed it pickpocketed it pickpocketed it <laughs> off of, <laughs> off said, of it. <laughs> said it right both <laughs> I don't fucking know I don't talk <laughs> off of Caroline and um <laughs> and he was and he was like okay I'll have it now and takes it and, and never then gives she's it back. like you know what I'm gonna do some investigating before I give it back like girl you just stole that again 
triple. I got double stolen. That's why I called her a klepto. And then at the end, Annie had the strongest urge to see the baby. She's like obsessed with their baby. She had the urge for that to see baby. the baby. Yeah, right at on ch- one twelve, Annie had the strongest urge to see Undine to protect her. Apparently, quote unquote. Mm. And she's like, I don't believe it. So basically, she pockets the brooch. She's like, Yeah, I'm gonna hold on to this. What is she? Was she a detective? Dude, it's so weird. Also, I find it interesting how a lot of these like these are like a lot of the girls are young. Mm, and a lot of the men are young. old mm. and mm. the spirit preys on like apparently young women <gasps> that's true although how did teddy get up in there <laughs> you may mistook him for a girl <laughs> <laughs> um also one more thing in chapter is this chapter 12? yeah chapter 12. Uh-huh. in the beginning of chapter 12 i think she has a sex dream about that because it says um which is also not necessary for the story. <laughs> I'm just weird as hell. <laughs> Bless her heart. I like her. Though. Bless her heart. Bless her heart, girl. Um, she tossed for what seemed like hours before falling asleep, only to be tormented with wild dreams. One in particular involved with a man that she was certain was Mark Fletcher. Oh, she yeah. had a sex dream about him. You've kn- okay. Honestly, I kind of relate to this because I tend to really like romanticize. Like I'll like lock eyes with a guy. <laughs> At the grocery store, and then you know, later that night, I'm like, Yeah, this is what our kids look like. We're gonna get married. This is the theme we're gonna have for the wedding. Aww. So I get it, but also, girl, you're being kind of annoying, you're being a little too much because he clear because that I do it if I don't know they have wives or anything. She knows he has a wife and a baby. She's trying to be stepmom, she's manifesting it. <laughs> she's written, I mean, it comes true later on. That. Um, I can't believe they threw his body overboard. I cannot get over a that. Different, that different time. So he, was, he was literally dead weight. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good joke. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's so wrong. Um, chapter 13 is another doctor's note. We find out Dr. Alice Leader is a woman. She's a woman. Don't get She's too excited. The worst though. Kind of yeah, woman. Don't get too yeah, excited. Don't get too excited. Um, this time it's a visit with Madeline Astor. This <laughs> is kind of a funny chapter. <laughs> this lady's just. This, like, She's using these notes to talk shit. I wonder if this is how our doctors write their notes about us. They're like, claims to have asthma. We all have opinions. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, she can't breathe. Yeah. Okay. I don't believe it. I get paid um, regardless. <laughs> um, she's noting that the patient's five months pregnant by the patient's reckoning. She's basically saying this girl claims to be five months pregnant. She thinks she's more six or seven. And she also does say perhaps an attempt to obscure that conception took place prior to the wedding. This girl's just nosy and she just wants to talk shit. Yeah, and she's rude as hell. But she's she, hella rude. She also knows that she came without her husband and doesn't think the husband gave permission. So she's going to check up on it later. Yeah, she's like, follow up. Or I, I wrote, you're a snitch. <laughs> she's a snitch and I don't like that. Um, Poor Madeline, man. She's clearly like hasn't slept well super afraid from the seance yeah and she's t- basically telling her that she told her she tells the doctor that she believes there's an evil spirit yeah on the ship trying to harm her she asked the doctor's opinion about ocul oculism which is like the supernatural yeah and like you said the doctor felt madeline was going into hysteria oh, God. <laughs> by all the stress she talks about madeline's pregnancy she talks about the boy's death she talks about the scandal <laughs> oh yeah this author loves the drama i think she likes the dra- i think she's more fascinated about like girl you're hella young and your husband's hella old like <laughs> yeah but apparently there was a scandal with madeline because she uh married a- she married a very wealthy man after a very like scandalous divorce oh yeah and we'll read about that in chapter yeah. 14 the end of the of the doctor's note, she prescribes her laudanum. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> here we, go again. Like, we don't know the damage just does. Seeing stars. <laughs> and I was and she's like, pregnant. I was like, how are you gonna? She prescribes her laudanum because of the hysteria. But I was like, girl, she's depressed. I know. Prescribe she her does therapy. at least dilute it a little. But I don't know. But it's like every two hours, too. So. Oh my God. Really? I didn't read that. Yeah, it says. Um, Oh, one oh, one yeah, to 20 ratio like dilution uh-huh. and take a quarter cup every two hours oh my god yeah she said okay. you're gonna be high off your mind she's gonna be high high in the sky but that was it that was a short chapter short chapter chapter 14 
Um, we're in Madeline's POV um, right after, I think, right after her doctor's mm-hmm. visit. We're still in 1912. Still in 1912. She's kind of, she's with her husband who goes by Jack. So we'll be um, talking, we'll be referring to him as Jack. Um, and she's super shooken up. I think when we look back to the seance and like who was the most affected by it, I think clearly Caroline and Madeline were the ones who were really taking it seriously because they were both pretty like upset about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and if they both felt a presence. Yeah, and they both noticed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, another sexual thing. Um, we yeah, learned, Madeline begins talking about we learned that Jackson did Yeah, very patient, very intimate. He was <laughs> generous with her physically, emotionally, and financially. And that's all, all I want. All she requires is all that's all we need, huh? That's all we need. And oh all, yeah. All she all he requires is loyalty. <laughs> And I was like, dude, that's a predator. <laughs> that is a shame. I was like, girl, run. <laughs> Again, 30 year different. 30 year. Three times. She's 18. He's like 40 three times something. Her age. Yeah. That's disgusting. disgusting. Um, uh, but we get she some, just has that instinct that something's wrong. Yeah. And we get some character development about Madeline. Mm-hmm. We learn. I love her. I kind of really like her. Yeah. Because she's like mischievous a little bit. Like she has a curious nature. Uh-huh. Her teachers would describe her as willful, which was it. You know, very ladylike at the time. Yeah, she's smart. We, I feel like she's really, she seems really intelligent. She is, but she's also like a little haunted. She thinks she's cursed to be unhappy, but like, and all I, the time. she pretty much is. So we find out her family. She comes from a family of social climbers. Basically, they just want like their kids mm-hmm. to be married to the best. That's she meets Jacob or Jack when she's seventeen. He's forty-five, um, and like her mom really pushes her to be to like, you know win his favor but he did just have a he had had a really scandalous divorce he has children that are like around her age so mm-hmm. that's like, and then also she probably they most likely got pregnant before they got married mm-hmm. um and so that that causes part of that causes part of her stress that's why she believes she's cursed because of the marriage that she married into mm-hmm. although i know she's not all that mad about it because jack is well off which yeah, means she's, she's like, well off i go off. down i go down <laughs> But um, Jack also has a bitter ex-wife who literally put a curse on her. Yeah. Let me not call her bitter. I don't know how their marriage went. Jack yeah. might be a handful. There's two sides to every Yeah, story. there is two and sides. And I don't like to believe the man. <laughs> uh-uh. We're man haters here. They always like to say, you know, my ex is crazy, my ex is crazy. No, I want to hear what, what happened to her. You know, I hear from her POV. But she did put, like you said, she called however, a gypsy. She, however, she did curse. So we're not, not going to forget that. I'm not, saying, <laughs> I'm not saying that's why she's saying, but <laughs> I know. need to hear everything. They, they, so, everybody got a pass. <laughs> yeah. So she's super, super paranoid because of that alleged curse that um, the ex-wife put on her. Yeah. And she literally thinks that like something is out to get her and her baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really, I like really like admire her for that, her for how like protective she is of her baby and of her marriage. I feel like, although I don't know, I feel like it's back and forth. I think she does genuinely love Jack. Um, like I don't think it's only because of his money that she's with him. I think she does genuinely like him. I hope. I think she's just confused. Like she's a little she's ignorant. So, she's a little naive I mean, she's because 18. she's eighteen. Yeah. Like think about how we were. What I don't even want to think about how we were when we were eighteen. She's literally coming to age and like a very Actress. grown and mature environment yeah. and she and don't she's think she's a, ready for it this is why grooming is not okay he's <laughs> grooming her he really you need is. to be with a bitch your own age dude you're 40 something and she's gonna become reliant on him which i'm i'm sure a lot of women he's like are. her dad yeah he's literally like he could be her father and it so was sick. even stated that she feels like a schoolgirl sometimes when she's around him yeah and it's like he like talks down to her like he probably to i feel like to him too he probably feels she to him she feels like yeah. a kid or he something. probably makes her feel a little sick. Power- Makes him feel a little powerful. Oh, I bet she. Does. Oh, but before we move on, because the chapter is long, there's more to talk about. This is a long chapter. Girl, stop. Stop <laughs> talking. I had the audio book on. It was like a thirty-minute like, chapter. <laughs> you're like, get on with it. I was like, I, I blacked out at times. <laughs> but okay, so there is a there is a part that we should read because I think it might foreshadow something mm. before we, we move on. Mm. It says, oh, "Shit, it's so." Do you want me to read it? No, I'm I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm all I'm all on this book right now. I know you're like. It said the bed was calling because <clears throat> she's tired. Oh, yeah. Um, the bed was calling. How late it had been when Madeline had finally been able to get to sleep. She tossed and turned for hours thinking of the boy and two of the prophecy. What prophecy? 
So that's when um we find out that the gyps the, that gypsy put a curse. Oh, uh, that's how it relates. I was like, what is You're that like, about? What the? Yeah. So the prophecy is your husband and his new wife will never know prolonged happiness. He will never have a child that he loves more than the children he already has, and the new wife will lose everything she ah, has ever loved. And we've come full circle. Mm-hmm. Well, damn, I'd be scared too. And you know what? <laughs> Fuck Jack for being like, no, it's just silly old tale, silly old lady, silly old gypsy that. Yeah. And then because of that prophecy and you know how superstitious she feels, she hired a medium. Um, well, she actually oh, got yeah. her own gypsy to like to ask if this is <laughs> true. Like, Am I really cursed? Out. And the gypsy said, Yes, it's true. And you have to find your own way to like yeah. pretty much like abolish her original curse. That, yeah. Madeline's like, uh like, yeah, how do I do that? <laughs> so she hires she hires a medium. For when they get to New York. Oh, yeah, yeah. Know they will make. Now she's sorry <laughs> that she got so wrong. And she does say now that she, now she was sorry that she waited. Mm-hmm. We also heard, learned that she was really close to Teddy. And she intended to uh, kind of unofficially adopt him, kind of take him in as a mm-hmm. nephew. And she really didn't care for him. And I think part of the reason for that was because I think she was a little lonely. And she thought that if she took him in, that'd be like. Would, she would get like reciprocated love yeah 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 and then she really is blaming herself for his death because obviously if um like teddy wouldn't have died if he hadn't just come on the tour she like begged for him to come on this they've been on like a couple months long um basically since she got pregnant or since they got married they've been like on a honeymoon so like for like five months they've been honeymooning <laughs> So Teddy's been with her this whole time and she does say like she begged Jack to bring Teddy along and he wasn't that good of a servant. He was yeah. roasting me. He was like eight years old. Overboard. Why would you he... trust an eight-year-old with your dog? Oh yeah, he loses. <laughs> yeah, he loses a dog in Egypt. <laughs> and I think Jack likes that dog more than he likes Madeline. I think he just likes pets and Madeline is his it's pet. It's his pet, his human pet. Yeah. But um, yeah, anyway. So part two of the chapter. Part, yeah, part two of the so chapter. Long. They so meet long. They meet their socialite like quote-unquote friends groups yeah and um they're playing bridge together um and as they're playing bridge um they begin talking about um yeah i'm I'm so good you how you doing (laughs) (laughs) i know let me hurry up let me get drunk (laughs) and as they're uh reading oh no i'm I'm so confused (laughs) as they're playing bridge um Mm -hmm. they begin talking about the seance william begins talking as well um and interjecting and we learn a little bit more about William too, because apparently, oh, this for sick. We learned that oh, yeah. William. Um, so remember, you're talking about Eliza a couple chapters back. And yeah, we were like who's Eliza? Who's Eliza? Because apparently, Andy reminds him of Eliza. Mm-hmm. And apparently, William hired a 13 year old girl prostitute. 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 Um, who? Um, let's do let's do sex worker. Because oh, that's so true. And we also shouldn't have said gypsy. These are the terms that they use in the book. Yeah, okay. So please don't, please don't try to cancel us. I'm sorry. A 13-year-old sex worker, he was apparently, quote, unquote, I'm really quoting this, trying to expose, like, an underground sex trading ring, apparently. However, the way he went about it was not good. Tell him. Yeah, so he hired this poor 13-year-old girl and takes her to a, um, a hotel room for a night. And it causes this big stir among the community. It because... ends in her death, too. Because she dies, remember? She's dead. Oh, I don't... Oh, yeah. That's why, like, he's so, like, oh, Annie's, like, so unsettling because she's dead. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And while everybody was... While people in his, like, social group um, noted it, heard about it, nobody did anything about it. <laughs> yeah, like, it says, too, like, Lucy's, like, kind of, like... So, basically, all of the elite, he's technically up there with the elite. I don't know. Yeah, and that's probably why they couldn't really, like, blacklist him because he was so, like, well-known. he's a man. And he's a man, yeah. Anyway. But they are, like, wary of him. Again, let's reiterate. The girl was 13. Yeah. God knows how old this bitch is. I think he's, like, in his 50s. Yeah. When when this happened, it was before Madeline was born. So, he was, that might have been, like, 20 years oh, prior so he he was maybe like in his late 20s early 30s but still oh uh, yeah appropriate. but this had all been before maddie was born <laughs> yeah maddie's a child like, um, who, who invited this kid in there that's so sick but okay so that was that was mentioned as kind of like some backstory to william mm-hmm. and then it goes on to them continuing to continuing to play bridge and william begins talking about the seance uh-huh. and says that um 
mentions how spirits of over the water are more powerful and not oh my god that's because they encounter less resistance um than being on earth and that's what i'm thinking you know how you said to um when the chapter when um they're talking about like the ship the britannic being haunted uh-huh. so it's like are they like somehow in this over the same area i don't even know but yeah like there's yeah like basically like the sea allows for spirits to communicate with you more mm-hmm. that um, that might be why like before annie got on the ship it mentions that she felt called to it mm-hmm. so the spirit probably had like probably still can have like a hold of them mm-hmm. on land but brings them to the sea because that's when they really can yeah like possess them i'm wondering if this is it is going to end up being the divisa <clears throat> i mean the it's Irish it's been mentioned spirit. enough times where it's a um it's a fair assumption and then also mr c mr c i'm gonna call him mr steed steed is like spirits can live not just in air but in people he's just like come on yeah. you can't you tell this poor kid is scared already i think it makes him feel a little powerful too like he likes to like, yeah like people. uh-huh and he said that spirits like when you said that they can possess people he says that that's when they're at their most powerful because they can take like the form of flesh and use yeah like, and they can use that body to do whatever they need to mm-hmm. do and then so who has the spirit possessed such like that's now that's far caroline i'm guessing and you'll see why in a few minutes <laughs> <laughs> you'll see why after but this break this <laughs> this is a the beer we're yeah. sponsored you guys <laughs> yeah we're heavily sponsors us <laughs> we they do little did you know <laughs> no nah, we're joking but if you keep watching this enough, it can become a reality. Or Emily, if you ever want to sponsor us, we'll do it. I love your ciders. Yeah. They're really good. I love it so much. I they just, have more ciders. I love it so much. I spray it on my face. Um, they have a jalapeno pear cider. Ooh, that sounds a bit much. It's not. Uh, okay, I don't want to say it's not good. It's not my taste, you guys. Sorry. That's a kick. So all this talk of spirits freaks out Maddie. And she runs out of their little bridge circle. Yeah, she's like, I gotta go. Gotta go. Mm-hmm. And she starts reflecting what um, William said. She starts reflecting on the gypsy that Ava hired to curse her. And she starts reflecting on past experiences during she and Jack's travel. Like the dog going missing. She got like uh, pickpocketed, pickpocketed by uh, like a robber. And some um, other like weird shit. Yeah, a lot of weird stuff happened to them. So now she's like, and then Teddy's death, and Teddy's- she's like, oh, this all makes sense. Yeah, like, this spirit that is coming for me because I'm cursed. Then Caroline kind of comes to help her to her room. At this part, just first, I'm like, wow, this is gonna be a really good moment because Caroline is a young mother. I'm like, this might be a moment yeah. for them to bond. And it starts off that way a little bit. But yeah, then they have a sweet little. But then she grabs her. Caroline told me this creepy story and like won't let go of her. Okay, so. That story was a little hard to follow. What is? Can you say it again? <laughs> I know. I at the end I was like, "Wait, girl, you're not making sense." <laughs> so basically, it's like two brothers, and one brother married his brother's like love, the girl he his brother was in love with, and in a jealous rage, the brother. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so there was two brothers. Okay, I two have, brothers. One okay, brother let's say, died. Let's so. say brother A and B, right? Okay, there's brother, brother A and brother married B. brother B's love. Well, okay, brother A married brother. Guys, bear with us. Yeah, this is good. It's like a math problem. <laughs> yeah, really. Brother A, a plus B minus B. <laughs> A plus B equals C, which is the wife. <laughs> okay, so there's brother A and brother B. They're okay. brothers. Brother A <laughs> dies. Yeah. But so, no, but before that. Brother A has oh. a wife. Brother A then dies. Brother B takes over brother A's life and takes his wife. Takes his wife. Now, um that's when i kind of get a little confused i get a little confused too so this is we're gonna this we're gonna oh, start filling in the so, blanks on our so own so what i think happens is that so brother and then people kind of are like i think brother b killed brother a to he get like with, to get with the wife yeah because he's like with he's like playing house with the wife yes and then the there's the a parents, parish member the parents call a priest to like do an exorcism and he like drowned tr- like almost drowns the guy in attempt to kill the spirit and then it, it kind of works because the guy like wakes up and he's like yeah like i i got possessed and that's why I, I killed my brother and took his wife and then kills himself okay yeah but he okay so let's go back so yes brother brother a has a wife brother a dies brother b takes over like takes the over brother's the life basically yeah. because he starts like having um like forming a bond with the wife uh-huh. um brother b a pair brother a apparently 
from the afterlife gets very jealous because he realizes that they have a strong connection. So brother B, no, I'm sorry, brother A ends up possessing <laughs> brother B while <laughs> brother B and the wife are having sex. Ah! <laughs> oh, and, and he then kills the and wife. brother brother B, B kills the wife while the wife. while possessed kills the wife. Now I guess the parents ended up hiring um a um a the parents end up hiring a, a parish, priest, yeah. a priest, because they believe that the brother is possessed. Yeah. So the priest believes it too, and he hurries to try to um, <laughs> break the possession. And so that's when he said he takes him to the sea to pretend like he tries he's to drown, drown him. him. So the spirit comes out, which the spirit apparently does, brother A. Um, but then brother B realizes what happened. And so, like you said, he walks back to the house where his parents live. And he kills and he himself. kills himself. Which, I don't know why Caroline brought that up. Like, girl, what are you talking about? <laughs> you what does this have to do with anything? Girl? And she must... Madeline, That's what I... Madeline thinks she's, like, possessed. Because she... Uh, and on, I kind of think it, too, because she, like, kind of has this evil look on her face. She has, like, an iron yeah. grip on Maddie. And she's talking about this fucking weird story. And this like, whole time, she, to do? Caroline is telling the story to Madeline. She's dragging her. She's digging her fingers yeah, inside they're of like her. Near a railing. Inside of Madeline. They're going like the whole thing was she was taking her to her room. But they're they past, past it. it, and they oh go God. to like the rail where the like where the like boat meets the sea. Uh huh. And, and that's when Madeline like realizes this Caroline's not right. Um. And it kind of ends on a cliffhanger because yeah, all it, it says is Maddie. I'll read the last page. Yeah. Page one thirty three. The deck moved beneath beneath maddie's feet suddenly and she grabbed the railing to steady herself was it the ship rising and falling on a gigantic wave or caroline's insidious story the vengeful spirit coming for her it was a long way down the gray green waves lashing the ship clawing like wolves maddie saw in that instant what she had to do to save herself and her unborn child i think she's gonna throw caroline overboard or push her or something i thought that caroline was gonna throw maddie off i thought so too but i have a feeling it might be with i don't know do you think she is possessed caroline i don't moment? know or she's just a freaking loony i don't i don't know i don't understand like because caroline like is also no on drugs <laughs> she's on coke she's going through withdrawal from she's water coked out she is she out. is that. in an unhappy marriage so caroline is also depressed and she's also battling her own like conflictions with this with the boat too and like the spirit that she yeah like caroline too. does have a lot of like turmoil going on with yeah. her I don't know. None of these women are mentally, mentally Dude, like, stable. <laughs> they all need to get dropped off at the living yeah. <laughs> Oh my Everyone. god. They all need some help. Um, Chapter 15. This shit. Is- <laughs> <laughs> this chap- we learned some amazing news. Whenever we get to die and Leslie, I'm like, what is the I'm point? Like, I'm over it, y'all. <laughs> I'm not. Well, now it's going to seem like we're bigots because <laughs> we're like, I hate Ty and Leslie. We find out Di and Leslie are in some kind of gay affair. Di seems to be more into it. Than yes, Leslie. Di has a big crutch. It sounds He's like Di has a big I think yeah, Di's gay. We were just we were talking about this before we started um, the podcast. Yeah, Di is gay. He's uh, he's, he's gay. Self, gay. He's self aware. <laughs> he's full. But gay. he just obviously can't come out because it's it's, a, it's a Yeah, Leslie. It seems like he's a little more fluid. Yeah, I think Leslie just likes. I think Leslie loves Leslie, and he loves <laughs> the intention that he can. Um, that he gets from other people yeah and he yeah, plays yeah. on that he plays with people yeah i don't like leslie no he's not a good person he reminds me of a couple, couple of nights ago. <laughs> but we're not going to talk about that no, on no, this no. one this is on the therapy podcast <laughs> <laughs> you gotta pay us for that um so this chapter is them sneaking in with violet to the aster's bedroom to play poker yeah so the asters are out at dinner mm-hmm. they have a, a period of time where they have the room free so Violet, I think Leslie convinces Violet to give them a tour. Yeah, and like sneak everyone yeah. in. Yeah, and Leslie and Di have a charm about them where women are naturally attracted to them. I would fall for that, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, that's a good, I was, I was thinking about that too. I was like, I'll go on an adventure. Oh, I would, I would oh, yeah, like, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, so much yeah. fun. I would have done so much. But I'll be, not I'll, like that, I would have been, no. Nah, I, I know, I know, I know what they're about though. I, I know what they're, for nothing. Yeah. It's more for my, my own, my own benefits. I want to, I want to have fun too. <laughs> Don't get throw you to the trash. Yeah, throw you to the trash. <laughs> throw you to the woods to the sea. Uh, to the sea. <laughs> I'll let I'll let her take you. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so Violet oh, takes them yeah. in. Um, but Leslie convinces Violet. But we find out that Leslie has an ulterior motive to wanting to go into the Asher's room. 
oh. he's basically and Di picks up on this like pretty much instantaneously uh-huh. Di sees Leslie eyeing all the jewels in, yeah. the, in the Astor's house all their valuables and he realizes that Leslie is basically trying the case to join <laughs> and I think Leslie oh Leslie knows what he's doing from the jump he yeah, wants to he uh, use his violet to get into the room mm-hmm. so he's trying to seduce violet basically which, and which it's is working where, it which is, is working. where strip poker comes in he's kind of clever honestly yeah yeah smooth talker he's a smooth you got talker. chills or what <laughs> <laughs> i was kind of getting, getting you, convinced by his charm <laughs> would you be more into die or leslie I think Die because Die seems like a more sensitive guy. Yeah, I mean, but it's clear I don't think Die would be into me. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they play strip poker. They, like what? Why? Yeah. They also talk about the hauntings too for a split second. Yeah. Violet believes in it. Die because of his past. He doesn't because um, he all he grew up hearing ghost stories too. Uh-huh. He, so he's kind of like nah. Yeah, the pastors told him about those stories from his hometown, mm-hmm. and he ha- he's resentful towards the pastors because they're resentful towards him, obviously. Mm-hmm. So he's like, "You believe in it? I won't." And then Leslie doesn't believe in it because he's like, "How could the ship be haunted? It's brand new," yeah. which is true. I think Leslie's too conceited to believe in anything besides himself. Yeah, and I bet he's gonna get what's coming for him. That's my prediction. That's my sole prediction for the book is that I hope Leslie dies. <laughs> <laughs> There, I said it. <laughs> Poor Die. <laughs> I know Die will be sad, but he'll find someone who at least wants to like be gay in secret. Dick him down. This guy. Oh my God. <laughs> we'll cut that part out. <laughs> I think we're going to leave it. Um, <laughs> so they're, so yeah, they played strip poker. They're teasing each other, basically. They hear a noise. Violet's that, getting a little down and dirty. Yeah, they, she is. She loves it. Oh, I and they're it. drunk, too. They're drinking, like, the their, <laughs> they stole scotch whiskey. or whiskey. Or they stole whiskey from the Astors. They're drinking it. Mm-hmm. They hear a noise, though, so they scramble out so they don't get caught. Yeah. Um, they're giggling all the way. And then... <laughs> what oh, and then um, Leslie's gives Violet a proposition. Yes. To, um, to basically let them into the cabins. And she's like, no, 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 like, I, I'm not down to do that. Like, I can't, I don't want to lose my job. And she does already say, like, oh, I almost didn't get the job anyway because she's, like, too pretty. Aww. It's like, okay, bitch, come on. You're oh, pretty. I said, oh, like, you said, okay, bitch. Girl. Yeah, I'm like, all right, <laughs> You're bitch. right, okay, bitch, relax. We get it. <laughs> we get it, you're pretty. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, the horror, you're pretty. <laughs> what are you going to do about that? Uh, um, And then Leslie Shrimps, the deuces, and starts making out with her. Poor Di, he like Lee, he like slips out because he's like, well, I don't want to see this. No, he's probably hard. And he's like in love with him. He says there's something about the way Leslie Williams kissed that made you want more, want all of him, and more than that even. He his kiss. Want his he's kiss. kissed him. I think that's what I'm saying. They're lovers. Oh I'm gosh. sure they've done it, dude. I think they they did it. I didn't even know, <laughs> I didn't even know you could do it back then. <laughs> dude, we're gonna get canceled. <laughs> Maybe like once a week. It could not have been pretty down there. Yeah, I'm not saying it was pleasant. <laughs> I'm saying it was but, possible. So that's the end of chapter 15. We find out dies in love or has a crush on It Leslie. was a filler chapter. I think, the, I think they're old with them. They're kind of always. Yeah, chapters. the whole point was Alma. the chapter. Yeah, Alma. What's Potsy? the deal with that? Mm. The whole point of this chapter was to basically introduce the fact that Leslie and Die and apparently Violet are going to be getting into some mischief. Into some mischief. Yeah chapters to come i think we need to set the <laughs> i don't know <laughs> this cider's gonna get into me too <laughs> sure, let me I yeah you're like, like a third of a can left. i finished mine <laughs> Look, it's already it's already crushed and ready to go recycling <laughs> when did that happen <laughs> you'll see it on here when you look on the footage i'm like no, no, no. getting every last drop oh my gosh yeah, these are some fun <laughs> chapters though very good a lot of um a lot of good a lot of good stuff okay let's do our predictions okay well i'll do my prediction first since last week i didn't do it at all (laughs) so i think that either caroline is getting gonna get thrown overboard or something to that like caroline's gonna get injured or something i'm 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 thinking that we're gonna see like mark and annie get closer i hope i hope this girl's not just i know are you like 
a hundred so pages and we still have a lot to go though yeah we're like literally like a fourth of the way no we're like a third yeah yeah i'll say a third but yeah we still have some to go so yeah hopefully we're 140 pages in good for us and there's still time for some mark and Annie romance i'm not really i'm not looking forward to it no i'm not either because I, I want to say Maddie's probably my favorite character right now. She's mine too. I don't really want romance out of this book, I don't think. Yeah, I think it's purely a mystery. Too. Yeah. I'm just going to roll my eyes at whatever romance comes <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, and if I get one more sex scene, Alma, I'm going to lose it. I know, I know. <laughs> Please stop. Please and usually stop. I don't mind them in books, actually. I welcome them. But for some reason in this one, I'm like, oh. It just uh, feels unnecessary. Especially because the, a little the characters aren't very pleasant. <laughs> I'm like, I don't really like any of them. No, they're why. not. Which I guess it's like, it goes to it's show real. how human, how human yeah, they are. Yeah, it's human. Yeah. It's not like, they're not romanticizing anyone. That's true. I'll yeah. give you that, girl. Yeah. I'll give you that. All right, Alma, you did something right. Yeah. No, we Bless do like heart. you, though. We do like you. <laughs> no, In we case like she you reads this. I know. <laughs> or listens to this. <laughs> Please, I love you. <laughs> it's really good. For my first historical fiction, I really, I'm enjoying it a lot. I'm like drawn into it. So I think like something like that's going to happen. What do you think? I also hope that Leslie dies. Yeah. Sorry. That, that won't be, I won't shed a tear. He doesn't seem like a good person. I think no. he's using die too. And I think he'll be an easy death because he wrote, he doesn't really contribute much to the story. He doesn't have a lot of substance. No. So his death, if it does occur, it, we, he won't be missed. I'm not going to cry about it. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I think that, um, yeah, I think that either Caroline or Annie are going to, somebody's going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, not Annie. Annie can't die. Oh, not, I'm, not, I'm not Caroline. Caroline and Maddie. Oh. Either Caroline and Maddie, oh. somebody's going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then I'm th- I think we're going to see a pretty clear possession in a few chapters to come. Oh. I think we're really, like, yeah. we're really, it's not going to be a shadow of a doubt get who, really, who is possessed. Really juicy. And it's probably going to be a woman. I don't think the men are all that inclined to being possessed. I think yeah. it's more the woman. That's true. Apparently, they're more, more hysterical. Susceptible. Yeah, more hysterical. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, okay. Um, well, thank you guys for listening. We yeah. will talk to you guys next week. Um, and again, another big shout shout out to Sam. Yeah, thank, you, thank Sam. you, Sam. We love you, and thank you to everyone who's followed us on Instagram. We, I don't think we mentioned this in our last one, but we do have a TikTok now. But yes, we have two videos up so far. We'll be putting a few clips of. Um, of our um each episode up there so for mm-hmm. our purely audio listeners go give that a look you can see like you what see we what look, we look like. like yeah what shenanigans we get into sorry about that <laughs> so sorry that. <laughs> uh, um and yeah thank you again i know this is this might if you listen to this it might seem a bit of a mess <laughs> we are kind of a mess we are we're just two regular women okay? yeah and we're this you know we're we're, we're passionate about books we're just doing this for ourselves so that we can have just having fun. Yeah, we're delving into our interests. Um, the podcast um, the for TikTok. I'm sorry, the TikTok is called Sip and Read. Sip and Read. Give our Instagram listen. is Sip and Read Podcast. You can email us at Sip and Read Official if you want to email yeah. us about anything. Um, but yeah, thank you guys. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye. We will be back next week with chapter 16 through 20 of The Deep. If you have any predictions for the book or have any future book recommendations, let us know on Instagram at Sip and Read Podcasts, or you can also contact us through email at sipandreadofficial at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Sip and Read. You can listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts under Sip and Read. You can also follow us on Instagram under at Sip and Read Podcast and on TikTok at Sip and Read. We'll see you next week.